everyone, and welcome to the Women in Pop podcast. My name is Danielle DePorto, and today we're chatting with an absolutely amazing singer-songwriter known as Jackie Tech. Jackie is the latest in a very long line of incredible female talent to emerge from Sweden, and she has a very special place in the history of Women in Pop magazine. Do you remember? She was one of the first feature articles in our very first issue. So we all love Jackie and her music here at Women in Pop, and we're pretty super excited to be talking to her today. Jackie, hello. Welcome to our podcast. Hi, Danielle. So nice to so nice to meet you and do this talk with you. <laughs> I'm, yeah, we're very excited to get you in. You were right there with us at the beginning of Women in Pop. In fact, the second interview in our first issue. So first of all, thank you for taking the time out to talk to us back when no one knew who we were. Of course. Um, I just love your magazine and like the whole concept of, of shining the light on uh, female musicians. What is it in the water? What is it in your schooling system? What's what's the secret? How come there are so many incredible pop artists emerging from Sweden year after year after year? Yeah, I guess I've given that a lot of thought, actually. Um, it's so like natural for me in a way because I've grown up in it. But I think that you, you actually um, put the put the nail on the head or punch the nail on the head or what do you say? <laughs> hit the nail on the head. Yes, hit, hit it on the head with the schooling system because it's actually like such a huge um, part of uh, like going to school in Sweden. School is uh, subsidized and um, also like since music is such a big part of school, everybody uh, gets some sort of like uh, basic knowledge in music um, like from their very, from their very little. Um, mm -hmm. And then, like, as we grow up, um, that also, like, you can choose to study music, like, in, in high school. Um, mm -hmm. And also choose it, like, in, in, as your university. And that's also kind of what I did. So, like, when it came time to kind of choose what I was going to do with my life, <laughs> uh, it was pretty, it was pretty uh, obvious that I had to uh, choose music. So I actually... I studied music production and uh, songwriting um, in university um, and like subsidized and not some not something that I had to like pay for um, which I think is like that's I think that's kind of a huge part that that uh, we're able to we're able to pr produce <laughs> that makes <laughs> a lot of sense yeah as, as many like songwriters and music producers and uh, people that kind of work with music in general, like people that make music for commercials or, or yeah, TV and, and movies and stuff. So I think that's, that's kind of, that's one of the aspects, like, um, yeah, it's very integrated. Well, it makes sense. The way you describe it, it's not just culturally part of the fabric, but it's also yeah. very much supported structurally. So yeah, that exactly. there are industries to go into with these arts degrees, and there exactly. are ways to get these arts degrees without putting yourself on the back foot exactly so um and also like that's one of the aspects and then also of course that we've had because i think that when when you strive to become really great at something it always helps to have like a role model someone to look up to or mm -hmm. that's it how it's been for me so i grew up like looking at a lot of um female um song singers songwriters and listening to a lot of their music like robin who's from sweden and she's mm -hmm. her career kind of blew up during the time that I've grown up. So like watching her and of course like giants like ABBA, it, it's it's not been hard to find Swedes that are like successful in music. 
And I think that that kind of provides you with a bit more confidence as a kid to like, okay, so it's possible to. What are some of the seminal songs growing up from Swedish pop stars that really helped to crystallize in your mind that this was who you were going to be when you grew up? Oh my God, that's such a good question. Okay, so um, I I always grew up like, I loved the big divas, of course, like listening to Britney Spears as a kid. Uh-huh, that was uh-huh. And as you know, like Britney Spears, a lot of her songwriters were from uh, were from Sweden. Like Max of course. And that whole, whole gang. So listening to Britney Spears, Beyonce, of course. But this is like way back. And... Um, what are some I, songs? What were the songs that you had to get up and perform for your friends and family, whether or uh, not they were interested at the time? Well, of course, Wannabe. Wannabe was like, if you want to oh. be my lover, gotta get with my friends. You know, that good old tune. So I'd get together with uh, my cousins and we'd like perform, force our family to sit down and basically mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. listening to us trying to. <laughs> and were there costumes involved? There were. There were a lot of costumes and a lot of makeup involved. Um, and also a lot of uh, fighting over who was supposed to be who. <laughs> right. And which one, which Spice Girl were you? Always Sporty Spice. Forever Sporty okay. Spice. <laughs> Tell us about growing up in Sweden. Tell us about the town you grew up in. And what are your first yeah. memories of music? Um, so I grew up in the south of Sweden in an area called uh, Småland. Um, spent my first years um, in kind of a small town, uh, so I grew up in a big family, um, and all of us, um, my mom and my grandfather and uh, like everybody in my in my family played an instrument. Uh, I actually have a grandfather that um, his name was Jackie Tech, like his name was actually Jackie Tech. Uh, huh. That's kind of where I've gotten the name from. <laughs> um, that makes sense. Yeah, what, so, what do you mean, uh, kind of, where you got the name from? That's kind oh, of 100% is. where you got the name from. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, well, unless there's more Jackie Techs out there that we should be aware of. <laughs> that is totally true. Yeah, so uh, so he was. He actually played uh, so many instruments. Like He played the drums, the guitar, um, this thing called accordion. I don't know if you know what it is. It's like a... Yeah. yeah My granddad also played the accordion. I think it's, it's just the granddad instrument of choice. Oh my god, that's so cool! Yeah, <laughs> the, the grandfather instrument of choice. I love that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so um, basically, since my granddad played everything, and my mom played the piano and the guitar, so um, I pretty early I just started like um, hammering on the on the piano, and then I just sort of started listening to um, like Spice Girls, and I also in that like aspect I started. Um, listening a lot to like classical music and classical piano i was just infatuated oh. with, like everything with the classical piano it just moved me emotionally i don't know it's just that's that, unusual yeah i don't i can actually kind of like um just think back and get that same emotion when i think about piano it's always been i don't know it, it touches something inside me that and it always has so uh, as soon as like I started hearing a lot of classical music, I was just like, "Mom, I need to get a piano. Please let me get like a real, like my own piano." Um, and then she seeing how, like, I, I was really like I, a really persuasive eight year old. Kind of how you could put it. I was really determined. Like I, I want to be. Um, back then, I just said artist because I didn't know what a songwriter was. 
Um, but I was just pretty much had my eyes set on, I want to be an artist and I want to be able to play the piano. And then I've also kind of always had, like writing has always been such a huge, like a creative outlet for me. Mm -hmm. um, writing stories or writing like overall, like writing poems and stuff. I've always been kind of a word nerd, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great way to put it. We like that. Yeah. Word nerd. Oh, put word on a t-shirt. There you go. Yeah, I'll admit it. When did the music and the writing marry up? How did they come together? Did you have a light bulb moment or did you just realize one day that, oh, I'm writing songs now? This is cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a really good question because that actually happened when I realized that I could that I could sing. So I didn't know that I could sing. Like I'd always loved to sing. And like I mentioned, I had it in my head to become an artist. When I was 13, I sort of heard, um, I heard Ava Cassidy. Um, okay doing the um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Uh, and you know, she goes up in this big loud, like, oh, I can I. Like she, she goes up on this high note and just like, and it's so pretty. And I was just like, I can do that too. I just had that thought, you know? So I just remember that I kind of ran upstairs, like opened a window, like fully opened a window and just like belted it out over the neighborhood. It was really late, but I, I don't know, there was, uh, it wasn't there wasn't anyone there that I that I disturbed I hope but um yeah so I just remember belting it out and just being like huh that sounded kind of okay <laughs> actually from that moment I remember that I just started becoming way more like like I need to um put this together um started trying to kind of um writing my first songs didn't go so well in the beginning like back when I was 13 14 because you know like you always have growing up listening to a lot of music you know how it's supposed to sound when it's really really good so yeah. like if, if you write something and you feel like it's not um good enough uh, it's easy to give up and for me that was like a huge factor so I'd like I started writing like verses or like refrains but I wouldn't like finish a full song so I just, I just ended up with a lot of verses and a lot of refrains and just being really frustrated, like, oh, I can't finish a full song. Like, what is... Yeah. What is well, on top like, of being a teenager, which in yeah. itself is frustrating enough. Totally agree. <laughs> do you remember when it all came together in your first completed song? Yes, I actually do. Uh, Tell us I about got, it. Tell us, what, what was it called? Um, it was called Sucker for Love. <laughs> Very 16. Yeah, Love so... It. I, yeah, so I guess it summed up like my my big teenage crush that I'd had for like two years or so. <laughs> Beautiful. Did you throw uh, yeah. it away though? I actually ended up recording it, but it was never released. Um, I I recorded it and um, produced it together with a friend of mine, um, and it still I still have it. It's oh, wow. Yeah, maybe someday it'll end up on SoundCloud and some hidden link. I don't know. <laughs> so. At what point in time did this go from being sort of your ambition to being, mm. no, this is it. I'm, I'm serious now. I'm pursuing this as a career. Yeah. I am Jackie Tech. I'm wondering how did it all become official? That's uh, when I was in Australia, actually. So I have a lot to thank Australia for. Um, wow. I was, um, uh, after kind of like graduating and then you, you want to go out traveling and do stuff, you know, before you study. Um, and I just like started writing and I'd written Sucker for Love and um, a couple of other songs, but I was still kind of like, I don't know, 
kind of what to do. So I ended up um, traveling and that was such a huge blessing in itself because I kind of grew up during that travel. And I also was just like, I need to pursue music. Like it's not gonna, I, I can't not have music in my life. <laughs> and uh, I wanna, and I wanna like, since this is my, my, I've always felt kind of like this was my calling. It, it's what gives me like the most energy, like the energy of performing a song, like both singing a song and um, like writing songs, like the feeling of just having written like a full song um like like when it's done and you're like ah oh, this is this is uh, like you feel like this is great like the there's no comparison to that feeling so it's just yeah. like nothing else gives me so much joy in life as music so i need to i need to go home and do this and study it and that's the best decision or one of the best decisions that i've that i've taken that makes sense your first single was called you can have it all can you tell us the story behind this song, behind your debut single, the thing that really launched you into the world? Yes, gladly. Um, so You Can Have It All is one of the, um, I hold that very close to my heart because it's, I wrote that um, when I was, uh, I, I was falling in love, I guess. <laughs> I was falling in love with a person that, that I was really like, I just felt like I'd, I'd found my place to kind of be myself, you know? Because in love, mm -hmm. you always, you always feel like um, it's it's always kind of like a dance, and you, you try to you try to kind of it's always a game, you know. It's it's a fun game, but it's always like you have to kind of stand your ground and not give too much, and you know, um, love is always tricky in that way. And with this person that I'd met at the time, it was just I felt like I'd found home, you know. When someone gives you that feeling of of just I could throw myself in your arms and you'd catch me, and that would be. Totally fine. I feel like I, yeah, we can hear that emotion in your voice. I think right yeah. now. <laughs> so, so, it's palpable. So I'd yeah. so met this person, and uh, then I was actually uh, out walking <laughs> in the morning. Uh, so I do these morning walks because that's kind of I, I wake up at seven a.m. and I walk for like an hour, um, just Great. because I I love just the feeling of being up early and um, I don't know, like the 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 first hours of, of the morning are just so peaceful. I guess I heard you can have it all and it was with piano like in my head um kind of the first like said I like the way you laugh like the, the first melody that comes so it was much lower like in it was much lower it wasn't as um it's in another key now than it than it was when I first heard it in my head uh -huh. and so it was this really like calm piano ballad first when I when I heard it. So, so basically it was just like, I looked up at the sky and I heard it <laughs> thing. And I don't know, like being in that emotion of just falling in love with someone that you can give it your all to, um, it was, it was a really nice moment to think back on as well. It's, it's funny when you write those kind of songs that just feels like they've always been there, you know, they've always like they've existed, but then it's just me that hears it and, like puts it through you become sort of like a channel you know yeah exactly you're, you're a vessel yeah i guess that's uh you you understand what i mean let's have a listen to you can have it all draining water from the sea
You can have it all, you can have it all You can have it all, you can have it all Every inch of my soul So you can have it all, you can have it all You can have it all, you can have it all You can have it all, you can have it all Every inch of my soul Okay, Jackie, so you're on top of the world You can have it all you are fully empowered as a singer-songwriter. Your start is happening. And then it strikes. You have vocal nodules problems. Can you tell us about this? I don't want to say that it's the worst thing that has happened to me because I know that there's, like, other stuff that's also, like, that affects you. But, like, it, it really affected, like, everything that I am. You know, like, my voice is such a huge part of who I am. And I don't think I realized it until... I wasn't able to use my voice at all. Like I had to be completely silent for about, um, I think it was three months or so. So it was just awful. It was just affecting me in, in every way. Like I couldn't talk uh, at all. Uh, and also I couldn't sing. So if I can't sing, I'm not able to write properly either because like acting out a lyric or like getting feeling is also such a huge, then I need to use my vocals to be able to get in that feeling um, and sort of finish a song. Um, so I basically just went into some sort of hibernation for like so many months, but it just, it just made me, it was sort of like a, a shift in how I, how I see my voice, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I guess it's like that old cliche, you don't know what you've got until, until it's gone. Um, and that was really such a huge part of, of this. So how it happened was basically that I, I was really careless um, after having a cold. And um, then I was just kind of like at the end of that cold and mm -hmm. just felt like, okay, so now it's almost gone. I can go in and do this demo. So I'd just written Heart on Replay, uh, which was my second single. Uh, and I was like, I need to record this one because it feels so good. Like, I really just want to record this and send it to my record company um, and get this ball rolling. So I was just impatient and um, went into the studio, did the demo of Hard on Replay. And it's a really, it, it's a lot of strength in your voice that's mm -hmm. needed. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a very powerful song. Yeah, so, uh, so I, I really kind of like took pushed my voice to its limits and um after that i was kind of like hoarse but i kept talking to like friends and uh, family and everything and just i i laugh i don't know <laughs> i laugh really loud when i laugh <laughs> so i can talk really loud when i when i talk so it was, i really didn't like because you're supposed as a singer you're supposed to go you're supposed to be very easy with your voice like you need to stretch you need to like talk in the right way you can't just yell and laugh whenever you and just treat it in any way that you want to and then go do like a, like a recording or a live session and I've always been I've always been the one that kind of does that and bounces back and my voice has been able to handle it this hoarseness it just didn't it just didn't go away so just started googling and then just this nodule thing um appeared and um, that's when I went to see a vocal like uh, exam did an examination and uh, found out that I have nodules so it was basically kind of have surgery or be quiet for three months and it was but hey your second single heart and replay was it worth yeah. it <laughs> it was so worth it oh my god I love that song 
actually wrote that song on the bus. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Were you singing in the back of the bus? I actually was, or I was singing into my voice notes. That's also, you always feel like such a weird person kind of singing into your phone. <laughs> I just want to break as we wait and tune into a sexism and how that plays out in your industry which is the music industry generally and specifically in the pop realm I've always been um, kind of a tomboy growing up I don't know if that's like I don't I kind of don't like calling myself a tomboy either because that's like to me it was just that I I didn't I didn't want to choose I didn't ever yeah. want to like I I'd never I've never felt like a girly girl or never like a boy boy I've just felt like myself and I've always yeah. just felt like person and to me like uh, looking back at my childhood just um being like expectations of a gender was just never like a part of of growing up so when it hit you when you were about like 16 um like 15 16 just the expectations of of becoming kind of like an object I guess that you'd have to like act in a certain way to get guys to like you and just like having and all, all of those like um, if, if you didn't act that way you were weird you know mm-hmm. um, so that to me has always been um, so annoying like, um, so I've, always, like <laughs> I've always been kind of like I don't want to choose like I never want to choose being like boyish or girlish I just feel like everybody should be able to be who they are like if that and if what they're doing is like female or male, um, like like uh, marked, like like a behavior is male or female. I mean, then then that's not my problem. That is that is society's problem because I think that like sexism, sexism and kind of like the objectification of both men and women is basically down to people that want to market stuff. You know, because mm. it's it's easier to market stuff when you're. When you have a clear, as long as you have like a clear objective of what it is you want to sell, it's easier to like push that uh, product to the masses because everybody knows where it where it's at. Once you see those structures, it's it's impossible not to see them. I think that um, I kind of went into this industry knowing that society um, is uh, like a patriarchy, and that's kind of the way that it's that it's been for a very long time so we have these messed up structures but I feel like in 2018 and with 2000 like me too during 2017 that whole uproar um I mean we are at like a paradigm shift when it comes to the patriarchy (laughs) it feels Um, like it doesn't it yeah 
like everybody's becoming aware of it, which I love. Like I mentioned, like the what structures. I love, yeah, it's just what you said is once you see it, you can't unsee it. And I think this yeah. age is really about everyone standing up and saying, no, no, we all have to see this now. Totally agree. But it's funny because once you shine a light on it, it also brings out, it also brings out the voices that are like, that, that wants to keep the patriarchy as it is because it works for them. Like, I think that, that since social media has entered like our society, it just become so much more, like it, it moves so much faster now, like opinions and, and discussions. Um, and I don't know if that's why we're seeing the, the sort of like this sort of shift that we're seeing right now, but I'm absolutely loving it. <laughs> um, and I think that it's, it's so great that it's being discussed like on a, on a bigger level. Cause I feel like it's kind of the last big scream of patriarchy, just trying to keep society in the patriarchy that it is right now, but it's slowly, um, in a lot it's of the parts death of rattles. It. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Jackie, moving on, taking over the world. We've spoken about, you can have it all. We've spoken about heart and replay. Can you please tell us all about picking up? <laughs> We're really excited. This is the latest single. You've got us dancing around our living rooms again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. That is that is actually what I intended with picking up. It's uh, it's one of those songs that I was kind of like. It's like a really like one. The both of you can have it all in heart on replay were just like so so big, you know. And I just wanted mm. to make a little cheeky one, just because, just to keep it interesting. Like I don't like making the same. I'm I'm very like I want to make different sort of like vibe in the music and different sort of like themes. So I I thought of that when just watching a movie and and uh, one of the characters said, "Are you put Are you picking up what I'm putting down?" Um, and that just triggered uh, triggered the lyric. Uh, for me, just uh, putting that over like the bouncy beat um, that uh, Middle Milk um, came up with for the song, and it just it just uh, marinated really well with the melody and stuff. So I'm always like, um, I, I don't like to kind of limit myself to one genre. I always kind of like to write what I what I feel like at the moment, you know. Um, but then, of course, like during the You Can Have It All period, I, it was it was a lot of piano ballads and a lot of like the big vocal because uh, that was kind of the space that I was in then. But then lately I've listened to a lot of like, I guess, a little bit more snappy like melodies and stuff. I guess you get shaped melody wise by what you listen to. Um, but then again, like I mentioned, I, I don't like to limit myself to a certain genre. I always love to feel like I'm free to do what I feel like, you know? Absolutely. So I'm kind of like from picking up, I, I'm actually releasing a single kind of soon and, uh, not saying too much about it, but it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a little bit different <laughs> from what I've done, done so far. Come on, we know you want to tell us more. 
<laughs> I do, but I can't. You'll have to see. But it's I'm very excited for it. But um, like I mentioned, it's it's not. It's always it's always very much like Jackie Tech since it's like me who's written it and Middle Milk who's produced it and everything. But um, since we both like dive into different genres all the time, we sort of become this mishmash of what we're listening to at the moment. But it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a treat. Let me just put it like that. <laughs> so Jackie, you're not gonna tell us the name of the song, are you? Can you tell us when it's gonna come out? I can say that it starts with a T and that it's about to drop um, mid, maybe August, maybe September. I'll leave you with Fantastic. that. Fantastic. <laughs> Jackie, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us today. We're sure you've got to get back to resting your voice, but we're 100% going to invite you back for another podcast because this has been awesome. Listening to your insights has been very, very inspiring. And I've got a million more things to ask you. I would love to come back, Danielle. And it's been such a pleasure talking to you too. Well, Jackie, you've definitely given us a lot to process there and a lot to look forward to. Good job of teasing us. We can't wait to hear the new single. And hey, listeners, we know that you loved it. And you can find Jackie Tech on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music and SoundCloud. Please get out there and support her and buy her music and stream her music as much as you can. And don't forget, issue four of Women in Pop is on sale now with Taylor Swift on the cover. We also have interviews inside with Astrid S., Dami Im, Sigrid, Jack River, and we also take a look back at the 1980s icon Kim Wilde. You can buy, subscribe, and find a retailer near you at womenandpop.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Women and Pop, all one word. And in the meantime, thanks for listening. Tune into the next one. We'll be here. Mm-hmm.